make your own work make your own path create your own work like i was saying earlier um don't wait for an agent or manager to do it for you because you may be waiting forever you know so just create it yourself it's it's better to be cause than to be the effect of others and other people you know i think we're afraid to communicate a lot or afraid to communicate too much it's so true yeah but you have to communicate you have to let people know what you need and want otherwise you're never gonna get it Real talk there, folks that are listening. My God, is that a real talk? Who knows? Some of the films could end up going down in history like I Spit on Your Grave did. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you just don't know what's going to happen. So but whatever sure. happens and what I've done so far, I mean, I am definitely very thankful for that. Oh, salute to that. Producing definitely is way more responsibility than just acting. But what I love about it, even though it can be very stressful, is that it's very rewarding and that I have control over the final product of the film. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So I have my hands in, you know, to the, the color correction, the editing, the music composition, the sound editing, sound design, just everything. So if something isn't working for me, then I can fix it. Good evening, folks, and welcome to the Cinema After Dark podcast. You know me as the host, Max Cole. And oh my goodness, I'm broadcasting from the entertainment capital of the world, sunny Los Angeles, California. The sun has now set, and that beautiful moonlight is now upon us. I want to thank you all for joining me on this broadcast here tonight we are broadcasting live there on the mixler app so shout out to everybody that's in the chat and listening to this live i want to remind everyone listening that you can listen to all the episodes of this show if you subscribe to our podcast and itunes you can also find us on stitcher TuneIn, soundcloud and google play remember if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on this podcast make sure you reach out to me via the contact link that is on our website just make sure you have some skin in the game, though, prior to reaching out. And by skin in the game, we certainly want you to have a few credits under your belt. We value that for credibility, and my God, we've got to have something to talk about. Also, strongly encourage you guys to follow us there on Twitter at Cinema After Dark for the latest show updates. My goodness, have we got a fun guest here tonight. Mm, man, man, have we got a good one tonight. We had a little bit of technical difficulty, so I appreciate you all hanging in out there. <laughs> but let me tell you a little bit about our guest tonight, Miss Jamie Bernadette. Jamie Bernadette is an award-winning actress, film producer, and writer. She received the Best Actress Award via the 2017 Independent Cinema Foundation and Festival Academy. Her feature film, The Sixth Friend, which she produced, co-wrote, and stars in, won Best Feature Film, Best Director, and Jamie won Best Actress at the 2016 RIP Film Festival. The film also won Best Feature, and Jamie again was awarded Best Actress at the 2016 Freak Show Film Festival. But if that wasn't enough, the film has also received the Best Horror Feature Film Award at the IFS, that's the Independent Filmmakers Showcase. I believe that's here in Los Angeles. After several auditions, Jamie was given the coveted lead role of Chrissy Hills in the sequel to the famous 1978 film, I Spit on Your Grave, entitled I Spit on Your Grave Deja Vu, which is tentatively 
scheduled for release later this year. Now, Jamie's acting credits are plentiful. My God, I think they exceed over 50 credits. Among them, she leads horror adventure film All Girls Weekend, which is gaining a lot of attention across the world for its shocking ending. Jamie has acted alongside such greats as Johnny Depp and Mordecai, John Bradley of Game of Thrones fame, and my God, American Satan, and Rocky Spurt, Young's uh, film Smothered by Mothers. My gosh, she's doing so many films. It's crazy. Now, Jamie's wrapping up the second film she produced and stars in State of Desolation and anticipates a total of 12 films releasing this year and next year. In addition to her film work, Jamie is compiling a book of poetry, aiming for a published work in the near future and completing two more screenplays. That is one hell of a handful there and let's bring her on this programs jamie how is it going it's going well how are you very very good it is a pleasure to have you on the program here tonight oh thanks so much so happy to be here fantastic well let's dive right in because we've got quite a bit to discuss would you mind sharing where you were born and raised how you got started in this whole entertainment industry I was born in a small town called Kankakee, Illinois. It's about 70 miles south of Chicago. And I was always acting as a child. I would watch films and I would act them out, especially horror films. I noticed I really gravitated towards those for some reason. So I would act out the films and then I was doing theater as a child and in high school. And then I just decided to come out to L.A. and give it a shot. Wow craziness <laughs> that's um yeah. i mean come on now we're skipping some stuff here how did you dive in i mean was there a big break here how did you really get your you know feet wet out here because you know la is a difficult town to navigate yeah how i got started i mean i auditioned a lot i i worked really hard at it is a thing yeah. you know and i didn't wait for anybody to to do it for me like i didn't wait for an agent or a manager or someone to get jobs for me i was really hustling wow so was there a first big break for you? Is there a project that you think kind of just got everything going for you? Not in particular. I think it was just a total number of projects that kept coming out. Yeah. I think All Girls Weekend helped, you know, grow my my fan base quite large. The film has done exceptionally well yeah, worldwide. Yeah, fans, you know, they seem to really love it. So uh, I think that really helped a lot. You know, this whole concept of booking jobs is something I think people have a hard time wrapping their head around. What has worked for you? You know, is there a method to your madness? Oh, just, you know, in terms of booking jobs? Yeah, yeah. Because there's, you know, some folks that are just getting started in this thing and they're just trying to figure out how to, you know, get their foot in the door. And obviously they want to land an agent or, you know, a manager. And uh, what's kind of worked for you? You know, has it been referrals? Has it just been kicking ass at auditions? It's it's been you know auditioning and booking jobs. I haven't been referred to much, and when I have it, I don't know. It hasn't seemed to work out. It seems like people have gotten to know me just through my volume of work. Yeah. So I've I've built up those relationships through working, and I didn't have anybody really give me a hand, and I didn't know anyone out here or anything like that. So. Wow. Yeah, I think it just started to snowball with each project. And yeah. I think that's the main thing. Yeah, I know some people, they get referred or they have a family member or a friend who helps them, but I haven't had anything like that. Wow. 
Fascinating. So you're just able to make it happen. That's kind of crazy. Uh, that's that's good. It's funny because people say they have a lot of little breaks, then which lead to a big break, I guess. And it sounds like that's sort of the case with you. It seems like one project just kind of led to the next project, which led to the next project. And you know, now you're like you know, 50 plus credits on. And uh, it's kind of fascinating how that kind of works out. By the way, folks, if you have a question for Jamie in the chat, feel free to ask that. I will certainly try to get that question through to her. Now, is there a role that you've been wanting to play, but you haven't had an opportunity to play that role yet? I would love to play a possessed character, you know, like in The Exorcist. Oh, yeah. Nice. So, I, yeah, I haven't, I haven't had the opportunity yet, but yeah. hopefully soon. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? That'd be pretty fun. Yeah, I would love to play like a period type piece, you mm, know, yeah. Uh, yeah, like from the 20s, a flapper or something like that. I think, I think it would be really awesome. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of actors that come on the show that say that they always want to play period pieces. I guess you know, that whole concept of kind of going back in time and living in a totally different environment, uh, you can really bring out that performance. So mm-hmm. yeah, what is it about period pieces that you enjoy or that you would like to enjoy? Well, I like uh, how animated the characters seem to be. Right. Like I've been watching um, Z, the beginning of everything. Oh, yeah. It's on Amazon with yeah Christina Ricci, and she's just so mm-hmm. animated and just full of life. I think back then the way that characters are portrayed are just very lively. So that's that's fun. Right, right, interesting. Now, what's yeah. been one of your favorite roles so far? You know, anything that sticks out is so like many. one of your favorites. Yeah, yeah. there's so many. I did like to play Joey and the Sixth Friend. Mm-hmm. You know, she was very kind of aloof and yet emotional, just, just you know, brimming over with emotion that she tried to hide. Like, so there was a lot of depth there to the character that I could work with. Right. By the way, the trailer for that is fantastic. And you played Joey Taylor. And for mm-hmm. folks that are listening that aren't familiar, it's a horror slash slasher type film. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty intense to say the least and you received a best uh, actress award for that film and it won a uh, best feature and best director uh you mm-hmm. know also won, a, won several awards done pretty well what was that whole experience like for you in terms of some of the accolades the film has received i think it's kind of interesting because you also co-wrote it and produced it too right i mean it's quite an honor you know to have your work recognized like that for sure and especially on something that we work so hard on my team and i so yeah it's we're thrilled with the recognition that it's been receiving right right what's the festival experience been like for you though it, oh it's do you enjoy festivals I do. Yeah, it's a blast. You know, we recently went to the Phoenix International Film Festival and we were treated so well and we met so many other filmmakers and, you know, it's just so great to to reach people that you wouldn't normally, you know, be able to meet because people come from all over the world. So, you know, it's really great. And to see other people's work too, you know, can be very inspiring. Yeah. Do you get a chance to watch a lot of other work? I know because festivals are tight and that schedule is kind of brutal. So sometimes you don't get in opportunity to but you you know get an opportunity to actually watch other films while you're there mm-hmm. oh, yeah I've, I've yeah i get i get to see a lot of them oh good fantastic i know a lot of folks that don't uh, get that opportunity because their schedules are so so crazy and you're running from one place to the next and it can be quite mm-hmm. uh interesting do you ever freak out when you see yourself on screen is it unnerving for you 
It really is, especially if I haven't seen the film and I'm sitting there watching it in a theater, like at a premiere with a whole bunch of people, my heart starts pounding, I start sweating, like it is really nerve wracking. I mean, acting, you really put yourself out there. But yeah, if I've seen the film a lot, like the films that I produced, The Sixth Friend and State of Desolation, I've seen them so many times that I know what's coming. So it's not as nerve wracking. Mm, Yeah, yeah, I see. By the way, someone in the chat wants to know, Mrs. Jane Jay Western wants to know, tell Jamie hi. Does she know the state or I guess the status of state of uh, desolation? And because uh, they're saying that they can't wait to see it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we are in the very final stages of post-production. Oh, great. So we're wrapping up. Yeah, final sound. In fact, Thursday I'll be, you know, doing some uh, recording doing the final sound recording and things like that. So just tweaking, tweaking little things and it's going to be ready. I mean, it would be great if we could get it out by the end of this year. That would be fantastic, but we'll see. Okay, great. Appreciate that question there in the chat. By the way, if you have any other questions, feel free to ask and we'll try to relay those questions over to Jamie. By the way, I'm going to go back to the, the sixth friend a bit. What was that set experience like for you, especially as somebody who co-wrote it produced it i kind of want to ask you about that too but what was the actual set experience like and you know how long did that take to shoot it was a 16 day shoot nice yes and it it was fun a fun experience and we were like a family because most everyone who i cast i knew oh nice so yeah that was really great but at the same time you know it was a challenge because i was producing also uh yeah so, yeah, any issue that came up, you know, I would have to deal with it. And so, yeah, it was it was a challenge, but I had a strong team behind me, uh, which was great. So it yeah. wasn't too terribly stressful. Oh, good, um, good. By the way, how long did the writing process take, that whole collaboration there? Well, I had started writing it a couple years before I actually had the funding. Mm. So it was, a yeah, and then I... I got the funding and then it, I finished the the script. It was nearly almost done. It was about three quarters of the way done. And then I just wrapped it up quickly and was like, wow, we're doing this thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then when we found our director, yeah. How did you connect? Leisha, yeah, Leisha. Well, I had worked with Leisha on, in Broken Toy. It's a fantastic, fantastic web series. And she's so talented. I originally met her for a feature, Three Times a Charm, that I auditioned for. And then she called me back in and she mm-hmm didn't pick me but she wrote me this just touching letter was like don't quit you're really talented and i was like wow i think that was the first time ever i had received a letter like that from a director who i auditioned for and then she ended up casting me in her web series and and uh yeah so that's how we met and then i brought her on to direct the sixth friend and she had some fantastic ideas for the script Mm. yeah and i really i really liked them so she came in and she wrote a second draft and then i we bounced it back and forth like nine times over the course of yeah over the course of maybe like four months before we went into production wow yeah yeah and you know you have to tweak things here and there like depending on the locations you get like i had originally written a whole barn scene in but we didn't have a barn at our location that we loved and it would just be too complicated to have to drag all the cast and crew to a barn and that kind of thing so you kind of have to work with what 
what you have when you have just a 16 day shoot, you know, so the script can change in small ways as you go. Oh, wow. How did you guys communicate with each other during that process? Were you phoning it? Were you using online email? You know, were you using a collaborative tool? Were you using like, you know, writer do it? Like how, how are you, you know, getting that information back and forth, even from a, a screenwriting standpoint, was there any software that you were using? Final draft. I wrote the original and final draft and then she kept it in final draft. And then, yeah, that was the program that we used, but yeah. we would talk about some things. I know we met and, you know, we talked at length about the script before the second draft. So you know, and then when we would bounce it back and forth, some things we did have to discuss at length, details or certain scenes, how we were going to do something. Like I remember one one of the kill scenes, you know, we did away with because it was just going to be extraordinarily complicated. So right. stuff like that, we were in communication and it was done over email. We didn't sit down and write together like she'd send me the draft and I would change this or that and then i would send it to her and should do this or that you know that's kind of how it went oh interesting well it's a quite a fascinating process there it's cool how it all worked out at the end it's it's cool that you like to write these kind of films by the way i think that's a you know a special uh, skill set for sure so uh did you see yourself playing the lead did you write it for yourself i did yeah yeah yeah, nice. yeah that was uh you know i i saw the descent Right. And then I was inspired to write an all-girl. There are a couple very cameo male roles in it, but I wanted to write an all-female main cast after seeing The Descent. Yeah, I noticed Strong that. females, yeah. 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 So I had always written myself to play Joey. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, you had a pretty stellar cast there. I was looking over, it's a pretty big cast. So that had to be quite fun. My goodness. By the way, we've got another question here in our chat here. Stone... Gasman said to tell you hello. Have you heard hello. of Olive Thomas, who played the first on-screen flapper in 1920? He says that she mentioned it earlier about playing a flapper or making a movie about the flapper. And coincidentally, he says he wrote a script uh, called The Flapper with Olive as the protagonist. Oh, wow. No, I haven't heard of her. Oh, interesting. Sounds yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Figured I'd ask that question for you there. Appreciate yeah. you Thank you, Stone, for that question there. Now, you've been quite busy, so I want to switch gears here a bit, and let's talk about some more of your latest work. I spit on your grave, Deja Vu. Now, you played Miss Hills in that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a horror slasher. Now, what was that experience like for you? Because I know you've been kind of keeping that under the wrap. Yeah, I mean, it was a very intense experience, for sure. And getting the part was intense. I had three auditions totaling about six hours of auditioning. And My they saw God. hundreds. Yeah, they saw hundreds and hundreds of actors over yeah. many, many months for just a handful of parts. So, you know, it's a sequel 40 years in the making, really. Wow. It's, yeah, in 2018, it'll be 40 years since the 1978 original yeah, film awesome. was released. Yeah, so they, you know... They took their time and they, you know, took their time casting it and they're taking their time in post-production and that they're in no hurry. They want to do it right. So, right. yeah, but it was, it was a very intense experience and it was a role that I very much wanted. Right. The material is pretty he heavy for sure. Uh -huh. So, yeah. yeah, it's cool that you uh, 
got into this. By the way, what was it like working with the uh, writer-director? Oh, just amazing. Yeah. I mean, I met him at my second audition, and I walked in the room, and he was just so lovely and kind and very calm. He was very calm, peaceful demeanor. So he made me feel really comfortable in that audition, which is great because when you feel comfortable, you kind of have a safe space in which to create your art. So yeah, it started out really well from the audition. I just loved him. And I went that day and thought, well, if I meet Mayor Zarki and I don't get the role, I'm totally fine with that because I met Mayor, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Good, yeah. Good. So then, yeah, working with him, it was just a surreal experience to be working with this director, yeah. you know, of this film that I loved because I knew the film before I ever auditioned and I had seen it and everything and thought it was extremely powerful and right. sent a very strong, much needed message out to the world. So uh, I really admired his work. And so to work with him after that was just, uh, just surreal. The cake there. Yeah, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool cast there by the way how long did that take the shoot as well it was six weeks wow fantastic yeah yeah where was that shot at it was yeah it was all over um topanga canyon and all over la like different different places yeah yeah oh my god my goodness was it a good challenge for you um, I had done so much research before we started shooting. I spent months and months just researching and researching. So, mm-hmm. you know, I watched the film several times, the original film, before we started shooting. So I did feel really prepared. Right. Did you want to bring something different to that character, you know, having watched the original? Well, I did consider the fact that, you know, I'm Jennifer Hill's daughter. Yeah. So I did want to have characteristics like her mom, because we do often end up like our parents, (laughs) whether we want to admit it or not, you know, Mm -hmm. we do. So I definitely had that in mind for sure. Oh, very, very cool. So ETA on that soon, right? It might be late this year, next year? Possibly. Yes. They're in at the tail end of post-production. Have you seen any of it, by the way? Have you seen any? I've seen it. I've seen the film. I've seen the film. Yeah. And I've seen the documentary to Terry Zarki, Mayor's son, who produced the sequel that I'm in. He also has a documentary that he made and it's phenomenal. It's so good. So, Mm. yeah. A lot of juicy stuff. My goodness. It's funny. The director's actually in the film, too, which is kind of funny. I thought that's kind of interesting, too. It's a cameo as yeah. a priest. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of curious about that. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. My. So I'm looking forward to that, and I appreciate you sharing some insight on that for sure. Now, American Satan, uh, you play Juliet. It's a mm-hmm. drama thriller. And what was that experience like for you? Oh, it was great. I mean, Ash, the writer-director I'd worked with in a comedy called What Now? Yeah. And he wrote this part in for me. So it wasn't originally in the script, but he wanted to get me in the movie, which is really, really sweet. I'm really grateful. Yeah. So I, yeah. So I play the, the assistant to Mark Boone Jr. from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So I play his assistant in the film. Yeah. (laughs) Really cool. I believe it comes out, I want to say October 13th in theaters. Okay, great. Great. Good. Good. Oh, my God. You've got a lot of stuff coming out. That's insanity. Mm Do you ever get to watch everything? Or do you try to watch everything that comes out when you release something? I try to, yeah. It's hard when you're a working actor, you know? 
sometimes. Yeah. At least we're watching it right away sometimes. Yeah. For Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't always get to watch it right away. There's one I've never seen. So it's, kind of, funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, hilarious. Yeah. I yeah. don't know that it ever released in the U.S. It was through Fox. Yeah. But I think Fox, like, international. So I don't know. It was a Japanese director called Secret Children. But I don't mm. know. One of the other actors he's like oh yeah i got a dvd i'm like oh i never got my dvd <laughs> so yeah sometimes i don't know i i think i've seen everything except that one now i understand that you were recently in a indie comic book kindred homecomings yeah how did that situation <laughs> manifest that was very shocking and cool well i was just asked to be made into a character yeah you know in the comic book and i was like sure wow just how it happened writer just just uh reached out to you and from there just you were just like yeah and that was it that was the end of it mm -hmm. what's that whole process like did you have to send some photos well, how did that whole thing kind of play out no he just oh. i didn't have to send photos or anything like yeah. he just pulled photos of me from online oh cool you know, or my movies or you know i'm not sure really and just made me into a character yeah i know there's a good review of it online by the way yeah pretty cool review by the way is yeah. there anything else that you you know in your world because you've got so many things going on is there anything else that you would like to share you know you've got a number of films that were obviously announced recently some that are you know in pre-production obviously you've got some in post-production is there anything else that you want to kind of talk about on here regarding some of your latest projects that you kind of want to clue your listeners in on? Because I'm curious, see what you can talk about while we have you. Yeah. Well, we've covered a lot so far. Yeah. Anything that, uh, anything you know. that's flying under the radar there? I'm trying to get to, trying to get a little exclusive here. Okay. You yeah. I, mean? I think everything is Nah, nothing under the radar really right you booked some jobs recently I too i did i booked harvest moon yeah. which is really cool because i get to work with well maria olsen again yeah. she's one of my best friends after we did i spit on your grave we right. became really close but right you can play elizabeth rob, yes, yeah yeah cool and then robert england robert england yeah of like freddy krueger which brilliant i was obsessed with that film oh, when i was a child like that's one of the films that i would act out and play nancy and i would make my friend be tina and i was just i knew every scene yeah. word for word so it's it's gonna be just one of those again surreal moments to work with him my oh my craziness insanity you've got so many things coming out what about some of these um you know other films that have just been announced are you able to talk about them a little bit Got the roof's edge. You know, you've got some others that are sort of sliding under radar there. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I'm attached to a lot of projects. Yeah. But it's just them getting greenlit. Gotcha. You know, meaning all the funding right. in place and, you know, a set start date and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> now, I want to. No, we'll see. We'll see if we got any more audience questions there. Anybody else got any questions here to throw at Jamie here, folks? And I appreciate you all tuning into this live broadcast here. I want to give you now an opportunity to ask some questions while we've got her on the air before we move forward. See, everybody's kind of quiet here tonight. Everybody's probably eating right now, which we should, mm -hmm. or they're sleeping on the, <laughs> or laying in bed on the uh, East Coast there. But yeah, folks, if you do have some more questions, feel free to to pop those in the chat now one thing i want to ask you is there a genre that you like 
the most? I know you said you really like the horror thriller type role. Is that really the genre that you kind of thrive most in? Uh, I really think that always has been my favorite genre. Yeah. Even though I do work in, you know, like I just did a drama in um, Chicago and I've done comedies and sci-fi and all different kinds of things. So like Sinbad and the War of the Furies that just came out recently, yeah. you know, like a fantasy type, I don't know, myth- like yeah, it was very- myth- yeah, mythology. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I do everything. I enjoy all of it, but Right, right. Yeah. How about TV, I, television versus film versus commercials too because you've done some commercial work as well. Mhm. I mean, I like all of it. I'm open to all of it. I would love to get on a TV show, so I think that would be fantastic. Yeah. I could see you doing that. You would kill that. You know, regular? Uh, oh god. That would be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. By the way, Stone wants to know if you have a favorite all-time horror films. Do you have any favorite all-time? I was wondering that, too, actually. It's going to be one of my next questions. I appreciate you asking that stuff. The Descent. Yeah, yeah. yeah which inspired The Sixth Friend, as I mentioned. Right. Yeah, I love that. I love the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love the original Halloween. Right, too. right. Oh, yeah. So you like the slashers. Yeah, I guess so. I guess yeah. <laughs> Because horror is different. I mean, you got your like ghost stories. You got your like sort of like paranormal type. You got your slashers. You've got all different types of horror films. You got your thrillers. Now you've got the psychological thrillers that are sort of like sort of horror in a way too. kind of tiptoe into that. But uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's uh, one of my favorites of all time. This is more of like a suspense. And this is this isn't like a slasher film at all. But What Lies Beneath was a film that I just loved. I still love that film. But when I go back to like classic slasher films, Obviously, like Jason, Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. Michael Myers, and all kinds of crazy stuff. Even Candyman was pretty spooky back yeah. in the day. God, it was like crazy. You know, it was like yeah. urban legend type films. I like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah. Any others yeah. that you want to mention? I like Blair Witch. Oh, yeah. That was classic. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Very yeah. original, too. Definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's time. Cool. Now, we are approaching the end of the program here, and I kind of like to ask my guests to give a little advice because there might be some folks that might be listening right now that may want to do what you're doing. Maybe they don't have the resources, and maybe they just don't know where to start. Maybe they're just a little afraid. Is there any advice that you would uh, give that individual that might be listening to this podcast? For sure. I think make your own work. Make your own path, create your own work. Like I was saying earlier, um, don't wait for an agent or manager to do it for you because you may be waiting forever, you know? So just create it yourself. It's, It's better to be cause than to be the effect of others and other people, you know? So I... I guess that would be my main thing. And and that's what I did. I'm, I don't know, a very productive person. I don't like sitting around waiting for other people to, to give me work. Do you enjoy writing more, producing? You'd rather be obviously, you know, in front of the camera. What about being behind it though? (laughs) Which do you like more? Because are, are they all different for you? Are they all enjoyable in different ways for you? Because you obviously wear a number of different hats. But is it, you know, what part of the process kind of gets you going or do they all? I think they all do in their own way. Like producing definitely is way more responsibility than just 
acting. But what I love about it, even though it can be very stressful, is that it's very rewarding and that I have control over the final product of the film. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So I have my hands in, you know, to the the color correction, the editing, the music composition, the sound editing, sound design, it just everything. So if something isn't working for me, then I can fix it versus acting, which is great. And it's you finish the film and you're just you're kind of done. Your right. responsibility is really done, except for, you know, promoting the film and things like that, which is easy. But yeah, you producing, you're basically married to that film for the rest of your life, really. Right. But yeah, acting, I, I don't have a say in the cut or the music or the sound editing. So, you know, um, you kind of have to walk away and just let what's going to happen happen and let those who are producing the film finish it and try not to worry about it. Right. So <laughs> I did love producing it and that I could control all of that. But yeah, and then writing, I like writing because it's, it's uh, a nice kind of activity that you do alone yeah. so it's very peaceful i find it to be that way too i hear you yeah 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 so it's just so completely different and i i love it i really i've been writing since i was six so That's i love answer. it cool. so much yeah. yeah yeah by the way you're also writing a book of poetry right i have a book already it's oh, just wow. me right waiting nice. to uh probably have more than way more than a book wow. you know it's like a lifetime worth but i'm waiting for the right time yeah to put that out i see so i think i'll know when that time is interesting what type of poetry what is it uh kind of uh what are your topics there what is it just a random is it anything in particular is it personal uh have you ever read like sylvia plath yes or yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah, like oh. Sylvia Plath, T. S. Eliot. Like yeah. I'm, I think I definitely tend to, you know, go the darker route yeah. with my writing. Mm. Yeah, like some. <laughs> <laughs> someone once read it and said, "What's wrong with you? Are you <laughs> depressed?" But no, I'm not depressed at all. It's just yeah. in my writing and which is my art. I just, for some reason, tend to, you know, write a little on the darker side. Yeah. <laughs> I like dark material myself, personally. No doubt about oh, that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a big fan of dark films, like just dark plots. Because I think sometimes, I don't know, life isn't just a fairy tale. And I don't know, I think there's a lot of depth in those dark characters. Mm -hmm. You can see some of the Beth Method performances in those darker roles. So I'm always a fan of that darker material. It's kind of raw and gritty like that uh -huh. quite a bit. No doubt about that. By the way, do you have any regrets at all? Uh, you, you know, you'd learn a lot in this industry. And is there anything that you kind of just regret? Hmm. You're in L.A., right? I am. I love the sound of L.A. You know, you hear the sirens. I you, know. You hear the choppers in the background, isn't it? It's fantastic. Yeah. It's <laughs> great. Never feel alone here. Oh, no. It's, it's great, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. No, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love L.A. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, any Re regrets? I guess I wish that sometimes I had been more persistent with things mm, wow you're you're like one of the most ambitious people how could you would you get to clone yourself <laughs> i don't know uh, more persistent my god in what way i'm curious well like for example with agents mm -hmm. i know mm -hmm. early in my career well half of my career like <laughs> uh maybe eight years worth 
since I've been in LA of that, I just, I would reach out to agents or managers or producers or whomever and just kind of let it go instead of being persistent and realizing that they are very busy people. Right. You know, if you try them on Monday, they may not get it, see it, hear it, whatever it is, an email or a phone call, but you know, and then they may forget about it because they are just that busy. But if you try next week, maybe they'll get it. True. Very true. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So I always was, I was a little too timid and I would back off, I think, too soon. And right. and that's how I wish I would have been more persistent. I'm better at it now, for sure. You know, I think we're afraid to communicate a lot or afraid to communicate too much. That's so true. Yeah. But you have to communicate. You have to let people know what you need and want. Otherwise, you're never going to get it. Mm, good point. That's real talk there, folks that are listening. My God, is that a real talk? That resonated with me, miss. Now, <laughs> now, I want you to kind of take a break here, and I want to just let you reflect for a minute because I would love to know what has been kind of your most rewarding parts of your journey thus far because sometimes we don't get that opportunity to really reflect. And I would love to hear from you. You know, what's been the most rewarding parts of this whole journey? It's still in motion. But uh, have you had a chance to reflect on that a little bit? Here and there, but I do think that people in general don't do that enough. Right. Yeah. Like we are always wanting the next thing. We always want more. You know, like when we start out, we get the student film. Okay, now we want the short film. We get the short film. Now we want the feature. Now we want, you know, to get in a bigger feature film. Now we want to get a TV series regular. And when we get that, and then we want a, a bigger show. I mean, and I've heard actors do tend to be that way. So we don't reflect and I, I think enough and, you know, realize just how thankful we are for everything we we have achieved thus far so i don't do it enough myself (laughs) you know i am always demanding of myself to do more and it's not good enough and you know just that kind of thing or oh i didn't get this one thing ah darn you know but yeah but looking back on my work i know that there are films and things that when i'm 90 years old I'm going to sit there and it's going to be quite a treasure that I did that. So in some of these films, I think can take off and have a mind of their own. The fan base makes them into a cult film. Right. I think the fan base decides that. So I think who knows some of the films could end up going down in history. Like I spit on your grave did. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you just don't know what's going to happen. So, but whatever happens and, what I've done so far. I mean, I am definitely very thankful for that. Salute to that. For that, I've got to do something here to you, Jamie, that I do to all of my guests here. And I really hate to do this to you. I, it's so messed up, but I've got got to do this. It's, it's so terrible. But we shout out to everybody that's listening right now. You're just going to have to deal with this with Jamie and I, I hate to do this to you, but uh, I'm going to give you a chance to opt out. And yeah, let me give you a second to kind of think about whether or not you want to go through with this. I mean, I don't give a lot of details, but I can tell you that I do this to every guest that I have. I do not discriminate with this. And I just want to know if you are ready for it. If you want to, you know, back away, you don't seem like the type, but you know, I'm giving you an opportunity. Okay. um, Let's do it. Oh my, you just want to dive right in. (laughs) Don't you? You just 
just uh, <laughs> just want to go right for it, right? Yeah, my you're God. scaring me though. I, I, I kind of little... I'm scaring you. What? Oh my goodness, that seems impossible. Uh, you know what? But I'm gonna good. I'm I'm gonna let that I'm gonna let you sit on that just for a second longer, just for a second longer. I like that you said I was scaring you with this. That's why I'm gonna let you think about it a little longer here. All right, another chance. Do you want to opt out? Gosh, should I? <laughs> How bad could it be? I don't know. It's a coin flip for you. Are you ready? Yes. Nice. <laughs> All this for this now. Jamie, this is the part of the show where I ask our guests to share a fun fact about themselves. All that suspense for that. Isn't that ridiculous? Oh, yes. Fun fact is going to be something. You're stressing me out. (laughs) (laughs) Something that people don't know about you. So, folks listening to this podcast or live feed need to find out something new about you right here. And I'm going to put the spotlight on you. The floor is yours. A fun fact, Jamie. Um... I'm from a really big family of nine. What? Mm-hmm. Nice. My gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. So how does that break down, you know, from a sibling standpoint? How many brothers, sisters? That's fantastic. I have four brothers and four sisters. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Are they fans of your work? I mean, do they, like, how's your relationship with them? That's got to be pretty cool growing up with that. Oh, it's great. I just love them dearly. And yeah, they're very supportive. Wow. Yeah. Very they're... nice. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Wow. Nine. That is insanity. Older, younger? They're all older. I'm the wow. youngest. Oh, yeah. oh my. The ba- that nuts? <laughs> That's crazy how that worked out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's... I'm the baby. Yeah. Any of them in the industry? Bonnie, you know? No. Oh. Ah, mm-hmm. so you're the odd one out of the, the group, the artistic one, huh? Yeah, definitely. God, do they mm-hmm. do they always ask you to go to the movies or what? Or they ask you about films? No, not really. Huh. I think they're just so used to it by now. That's cool. <laughs> you know. Are you like the celeb in the family? Um, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because how does that work out? Because my family, they're all so shocked that I do like film. You know, it was something that they couldn't even see as possible. So, mm-hmm. is your family like? Are they surprised by words? Or, or is it? Is it just like you know, just like you know, any other job? Yeah, I think at first they were surprised. Yeah, because they but, see you on a commercial or they see you on the screen. Yeah. They got to be like, what? Yeah, yeah. That's but cool now gig. I think they're used to it. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Okay. That's a cool fun fact there. My yeah. goodness. I appreciate you sharing that. Now, how can folks get in contact with you, stay up to date with what you're doing? Do you mind plugging your social media sites or anything that you want to share? Sure. Yeah. I'm on Instagram. It's Jamie Bernadette. Just spelled just like my name and then i'm on uh facebook under jamie bernadette i have a jamie bernadette fan page and then i have another page which is open it's you know some people are like ah you won't accept my friend request yet well (laughs) i have five thousand friends but i have the follow button on so you can follow me facebook's so silly they don't allow more than that oh you know know Hmm. yeah they don't allow more than five thousand friends but you can follow me on there so and then i have twitter oh yeah you're very active on which social is, media, too, by the way. Yeah, which is uh, Jamie Bernadette, but the E on the end of my name is off. Okay, So cool. it's, yeah, because that was taken, was the e. so. Ah, yeah, I'm pretty easy to find, I think. Yeah, yeah, you're out there, that's for sure. Well, I want to say it's a pleasure to have you on the program here, and 
kind of give you know listeners and your fans kind of an update of what's going on with you. I really appreciate you taking the time out to do that. Working through a little couple technical problems there, little yeah. technical difficulties. The technology <laughs> likes to misbehave sometimes, but I appreciate yes. you coming on. And folks, that you weren't able to catch this feed here, the podcast version will be updated and uploaded there in a few days. So certainly look out for that and shout out again to everybody who's been listening to this live those in the chat stone lady md a couple remaining jay western two out there and we've got some folks that are listening elsewhere so appreciate you all tuning in tonight i know it's getting kind of late there folks and i appreciate you taking the time out to uh you know stay up and tune in but uh gosh i think it's time to uh, fade out here what do you think jamie sounds good thanks so much for having me it is certainly a pleasure and ladies and gentlemen, that was Jamie Bernadette. Make sure you check her out. On that note, we will be back with more after this break. And welcome back to the Cinema After Dark podcast here tonight. Before we wrap, I want to thank our guests again, Miss Jamie Bernadette. What a fantastic discussion that was. My goodness, she's doing so many amazing things. A true badass in this industry and gosh what a great conversation that was make sure you check her out folks most importantly i want to thank all of you for tuning in to this show here tonight obviously a show is not a show without you listening so please continue to spread the word about the show and thanks so much for joining me live here tonight i want to wish you all a, a wonderful tuesday night there we've got hump day coming up but i really appreciate you tuning in with that said, dream big.